Hey guys, Dizlife Mark here, and I want to tell you all about the official travel partner here at Shipping Company. Let our good friend Sarah at Destination to Travel help you plan your next Disney vacation. Sarah specializes in planning dream vacations for your family. She's an authorized Disney vacation planner, and she can help with every step of your magical vacation. The best thing is that her services are 100% free. Want to travel beyond Disney? Sarah has you covered there too. Want to find out more? Fill out a trip request form over at the website at Chip & Co. or email her directly at sarahsolberg at dtotravel.com. Start planning that dream vacation today. Email her at sarahsolberg at dtotravel.com. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome, foolish mortals. Greetings, program. Amigos, amigos down there. It is me up here. Howdy, folks. Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the train and remain seated at all times. Nice work, pal. Well, we have one of those new talking machines. Now that is something. We know what our goals are. We know what we hope to accomplish. And believe me, it's the most exciting and challenging assignment we've ever tackled. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dis Live Podcast. Thank you for being a part of our Disney Lives here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. My name is Mark Valentine, and I am the host of Dis Live Podcast. You can join us weekly as we discuss the very best of Disney parks, resorts, dining, and beyond. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button to access more incredible audio content from the Chip and Company Podcast Network. Just a reminder, head over to chipandco.com for the latest and the most uplifting headlines from across Disney parks from around the world. Want to support the show? Well, buy us a cup of coffee on our Patreon portal, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Podcast. The donation keeps us going strong here, and we create special content for our supporters, including behind the scenes and much, much more. Let's welcome him back to the show, your friend and mine, coming in hot to the Tiki Room studio, the one, the only, Greg, the Disney fanatic. Greg, giddy up, partner. How you doing? Ahoy hoy, Mark Valentine, and ahoy hoy, Dislike <laughs> Podcast. It has been an exceptionally wonderful week here, and uh, things are going smooth. Uh, no. Mark, ahoy hoy, my friend. Listen to you with some energy behind your voice. There it is. Taking a week off has helped both of us. I am rearing to go. No more golf clapping. No more golf voices. Let's get into this this week. Yeah. Man. Horses and food and <laughs> Disney and we got other things going on that we did at the park. Oh, Tron! There's apparently a new ride trip. Mark, did you know that there was a new ride? Disney is amazing. I know. Yeah, I know. Apologies to everyone. Thank you for everyone out in the social media realm who reached out to either myself or to Greg that it was great that you noticed that we weren't around last week. Fear not. I know that you know. I know that some of you missed us, but we are not. Quite Wait, we're not the post office. Some, some of you. Yeah, there there are times that our bodies will be yeah, our bodies will break down. And there's a lot of times like I have podcasted sick, but I was like, dude, I have no voice. My throat hurts. And it was just not a good environment for podcasting. So we took a week off. 
you used the week to, to re-energize because you had a busy week. You did like the media event of media events. It was like they had like destination D23 for like 13 of you last week. Uh, yeah, it was uh, 30 miles, Mark. In four days, we walked 30 miles nonstop between Tomorrowland and Hollywood Studios with Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. And then the next day was at Raglan Road, which you and I did a podcast with the uh, GM, Rachel Conroy, which was yep. amazing. And then yesterday was D23 Tron Light Cycle Run uh, and Legacy 3D Movie. Oh, man, it's been a it's been a lot of Tron. Um, I have entered the grid. Uh, I've come out of the grid and I am a little bit saner this week. I did not feel too bad last week, but I needed to re-energize. And by re-energizing, I mean by walking 30 miles in just a few days. Well, like you drank that water, that energizing water from Tron. And thankfully you didn't de-res as a result of it. So it's all, it's all good, man. It's good to see you so healthy and, and doing so well. So. It's good to hear energy in your voice, my friend, because you were suffering last week. I was and we won't shape. go into details, but yeah. you were you were definitely down and out. So it's great to hear your voice. I missed you, my friend. <laughs> yes. Let's have some laughs. Let's get some news done. Let's do some other stuff. Let's keep Greg on the rails tonight because it's very easily could go way outside. It could go. Lives. It's just a lot of energy pent up over the course of a week and a half. But yeah, so today... We are going to revisit Mark, the, you know what I have in my hand, my friend? What do you have? I have arcade tokens from Flynn's Arcade. Mm. I have a whole set just for you. I made sure to think. I thought of you. I was like, you know who'd really love this? Mark. Mark. Mark would really Mark. love it. Mark would really love this. Well, today we're going to get a chance to reflect upon Tron because our family came down. We did our AP preview but we're going to talk Tron. We're going to talk horseback riding. We're going to talk dinner at Topolino's today. We're going to get into our trip report. Yeah. I realize it's a week late, but you know what? We didn't have the stamina or the voice for it last week. So stick with us on Mark's main attraction. When we talk about our, uh, our hop along together on our last trip to Disney. But Greg, before we do that, we've got to get into this week's first takes. And now it's time for Diz Life First Takes. First Takes! These are the headlines that are going to get you talking this week. First Takes! We here at Diz Life Podcast are giving you the first word on Disney news and parks headlines. First Takes! So here's what's firing off this week over at Chip and Company. First Takes! All right, man, let's get into the headlines of the week. First takes. If we're talking about it during this segment, it means that we think that you're going to be talking about it this week. Here are the headlines from the website that we think you guys are going to. Are really we keeping enjoy. score on this, by the way? We're not. Um, I think we've we been should. doing pretty well with it lately, to be you've honest. You've been doing amazing. Like, you pick out these news articles and you're like, this is going to hit big. And I think you're batting around 700. Uh, if, if this was like a batting average, I'm not kidding. I'm probably at around 400 right now. <laughs> I really do. I think I'm batting. A like, Lenny Dykstra podcast. Oh no, wait, let's, whoa, let's change that. Whoa. Not Lenny. You're, you're the, um, you're the guy who does the thing. Well, at, at one point when I was, you know, back when I was really sick and taking steroids, I could have been Barry Bonds, but those were, those were just to help me out pulmonarily speaking. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Bonds, if you want to sue us for defamation of character, please direct all things to Mark Valentine at Dislightpodcast. Eggplant. Yeah, I had eggplant head. 
<laughs> All right, man. Let's uh, let's get into this one first. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, brother. Uh, I think Speaking this one, of steroids. I think this one is really going to hit, and it's just another example of guest bad behavior. But dude, this is why we can't have nice things. A guest climbed into the Muppets topiary over at Epcot's Flower and Garden Festival for a photo, and you know, of course. What else would you do besides climb over the fence and like get into the, the weeds with the topiary? But a guest was spotted climbing into the Epcot Flower and Garden topiary where you have Miss Piggy and Kermit. For what purpose? Selfish purposes to just take a photo. Look, man, this is not the first time we have seen guests behaving badly at Disney World. Social media video showed recently a woman was flashing guests when she was riding on the Skyliner in January and a guest who jumped off of the ride vehicle at Spaceship Earth. It is just, again, one example of someone doing something for either social media clout or just to be selfish. Greg, is this just, is this going to go on and on and on like the song from Lamb Chop? Is it the song that doesn't end? Yes, and please, let's not sing that. And uh, what's that, Sherry Lewis? It was Sherry. It was Sherry, yeah. Thank you. Um, uh, So I'm going to try and be gentle here. There is no fencing around the Kermit Miss Piggy topiary. Oh, my bad. There's um, maybe a small little curb. So I could see, and I have seen in the past, overseas guests come in and take pictures where they're not supposed to. And I just don't know if they don't understand the culture or... This also, on the other end of things, could have been a TikTok person, personality who thought, oh, I'm going to break the rules and try and get a few extra clicks. I haven't seen this, so I don't really know. But I think the basics of this are, why do we have to wall off everything? You're absolutely right. Why can't we have good things in this world? And here's why. Next thing you know, they're going to have picket fences up in front of all the topiaries, and you can't get up close and take pictures with them. And it's going to be a sad day when everything's roped off. It's going to be a sad day when everything is roped off because people cannot take a hint. So, uh, and, and shout out to Magical Maddie B. She was the individual who captured that over on TikTok. So if you want to see that, go and click on that article at chipico.com. But the article, the guests behaving badly articles always do well. So I think that one. Wait, is, wait, wait. Did we? Never mind. Go ahead. So Go I on. think that one's going to be uh, one of those articles that does well this week. All right, Magical man. Maddie B. Yeah. Yeah. That wow. Was, yeah. Maddie B. Wow. Maddie B caught it. So yeah, move, well, moving on. Uh, Bob Iger has told Disney management to identify the layoff candidates as he did aims. Did Maddie B report on this also? She did not. As he oh. aims to cut 5.5 billion in salaries, uh, but reports online indicate that management for the Walt Disney Company are being directed to identify layoff candidates. As CEO Bob Iger would like to cut up to 5.5 billion in spending, uh, it's uncertain right now if Disney will begin the layoffs in small waves or cut thousands of employees all at once. But it has been confirmed that Disney will announce that at least 4,000 current employees will be out of work sometime in the near future, according to a business insider. Uh, it was reported that Iger would be making up to, again, $5.5 billion in cuts as part of a restructuring process, which equates to about 3.2%. It's very specific of Disney's workforce. Greg, your thoughts and comments on these cuts as Disney appears to be doing really well in parks and they are not in the same financial situation that they were 
when that earnings call came forward in the fourth quarter of last year. So is this still a good idea given the crowds that are going to Disney? What do you make of all of this? Or are people making too much of it because are these not park cuts? Are these just cuts in other areas? I think you just nailed it right there. I think people are up in arms thinking this this is going to be a parks cut. And this is it has been absolutely stated that it will not affect frontline cast members. It will not affect uh, cast members inside the park who work with guests. So I don't think you have anything to worry about. I think uh, this goes back to their restructuring a lot of the organization. And when that happens, obviously, you're going to figure out what is uh, not needed as much or it's a uh, something that has been doubled up somewhere else and getting rid of a whole division that oversees all the other smaller divisions, you're going to lose some people there. Uh, this is not new. We've talked about this for a great many times. Uh, yeah, it's needed. Uh, Disney does need to restructure how their business is operating. It was getting a little out of control under yeah. the JPEG thing. I mean, look, what's good. We're going to talk about this at some point eventually is how Marvel just restructured their whole series coming out. Yes. Disney is doing these type of cuts across the board. They're looking at how their business has internally been run and they're adapting to the future and to what they think is sustainable for them to uh, nothing for nothing. They're trying to make their shareholders happy. If you happen to be a Disney shareholder, you're going to be very happy when their stock prices jump. Yeah. And I think people are just going to click on this article because they're going to see cuts and they're going to want to know how is this going to affect cast members or what cast members are going to be affected. Um, but I, I don't think, again, you know, we've we've reported on this now several times. These cuts aren't going to come from parks. They're going to be from, you know, other areas or some of that middle management that was around with the streaming or even just some leftovers from the uh, the JPEG era. So to speak. we should ask Magical Maddie B. Uh, we should. Uh, let's ask her if she is going to be taking part of Disney offering 30 percent, three zero percent off of Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser voyages for Disney Vacation Club members. That's right. You heard it. Uh, Disney's newest immersive hotel experience. I hate it. I hate that verbiage, but newest, newest immersive experience the star wars galactic star cruiser is offering dvc members 30 percent off their voyage on the new star cruiser this is voyages from august 19th through to the 21st on 2023 registration for the discounted voyage begins on march 21st so to do this you have to select reverse reserve not reverse reserve your spot be sure to have your member number did ready did you just reverse uno me i did uh, and we do have that URL in the the article itself, but it is through Disney Vacation Club's website. And then you're going to enter a virtual waiting room and secure your place in line. Don't refresh the page, just like every other virtual queue that Disney holds. And then when it's your turn, you're going to be sent to the registration form to reserve your spot on a member voyage. And again, that's August 19th through the 21st, and it's 30% off those voyages. Look, man, I'm not going to get into this. Because you say Star Cruiser, and there's people that come out with pitchforks and knives for this thing. So I hate that clickbaity stuff where people are like, it's not selling, it's failing, it's this. It's amazing, it's incredible. You and I have done it, it's expensive, it's exclusive, but don't hate on it because it is. Try to find a way to do this. Because it is a one-of-a-kind thing. There is nothing like this in the world. It was one of the best times I've ever had in my entire life. 
And it's cool to see that Disney is giving 30% off to DVC members. As the experience drags on, they are like, they run discounts and deals on regular hotels. I hate that people are like, it's 30% off. It's failing. Dude, is Port Orleans failing? Disney just offered 25% off of that hotel. Is Wilderness Lodge failing? Is the Contemporary failing? Disney offers discounts and deals to increase bookings. This hotel will be no different than others. Just because it's really expensive doesn't make it different than any other hotels. There will be seasons that it books really well, seasons where it wanes a little bit. In this time of year, August is generally a slower season for Disney, so they're looking to book the slower period when it's really hot and there's not a lot of guests. Let's end let's rant. End rant. Sorry. No, man. no, no. Your rant is right on. Um, just to be realist about this, this is for one cruise. This isn't for multiple cruises over multiple days. This is a one cruise. That's it. 19th to Correct. The 21st. That's Correct. it. You're going to, with all the DVC members, you're going to get about a hundred paying guests on there because they're going to bring their family and it's going to be sold out. Star Cruiser is doing fine. It is sold out almost the rest of this month and next month. There is very few dates where it's under 70%. Um, this article is going to do well. Yeah. And this article is going to do because well. People just want to hate on it. People hate it. And yep. you know, you know, yeah. You know what, Mark, I'm going to stop talking on this one because i'll just get angry and uh <laughs> i'm sorry did i trigger you you did are i'm you triggered? triggered by this this thing triggers me because i i have to take personal responsibility here mark and I, i'm being dead serious on this i think when we did the media previews i think when we talked about this on chip and co or on any other platform i think we did this an injustice i think we didn't sell it properly uh not blaming disney that they didn't explain it better but you we well, couldn't understand what they were saying unless you took that whole voyage and i think it goes on the media's fault for explaining this horribly to an ignorant public that is not going to become educated on it. You guys only got to see scenes too. You didn't get the full experience. You just got to see some of the show pieces of it. And when, unless you have the full picture, you really can't understand what this thing is. And there's people who like do understand what it is. And they're like, I would never pay $5,000 to LARP for two days. And it's like, you know what, man, like I'm never going to sell you on this. Have a, have an excellent enjoy the buffet. You want my hot take, right, real quick, Mark? Sure, give me a hot take. Drop a hot take on me. Boom. Two things. One, they should charge more to keep it a little bit more. No, I don't want discounts on there. I want to keep it small. I would like to go on there with it only fifty percent full. You know why? Because I had a better and more magical time at it being fifty percent than at being a hundred percent. The other thing is they should also charge more for lightning lane because they're making a huge chunk of money and people are buying it. Charge people more. Whoa. Do it. <laughs> to Craig. <sighs> Greg is Greg's coming with the hot take. All right, man. Chill center focus. We have good. All what does magical things? Maddie B think about this? Mark, all good things. All good things. Good. All good. right. I like her. Thank you. All right. Good. I know I sound like I'm being an A. Yeah, 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 butthead here, but I'm not. I'm right. joking. I like her. All right, man. Let's get into Mark's main attraction for the week. Fern let's days. talk. No, we are moved past that. Thank you so much. Uh, let's talk about horsing around with our Disney family. Hey, Greg, you and I had a chance to ride Tron Light Cycle Run as part of our family's AP preview. You also got an AP preview, but we also took the opportunity to spoil our Disney princess, the beautiful, wonderful Bella for her birthday. 
And as oh, always, I thought you were talking about me for a second. Well, you like, are also spoiled princess. Yeah, you are also a pretty, pretty princess, Greg. Let's I face am. it, with that beautiful blue hair of yours. But as always, it was a chance for your family and for mine. Oh, by the way, happy birthday, Bella, again. again. What an amazing kid you have, Mark. I, she is just funny Love and her. amusing. She's a keeper. Uh, of course you do. Yeah, she's a keeper. But your family and mine, seriously, we had a chance to make more Disney memories as family and try out new experiences together. So in our main attraction for this week, we're going to talk, talk about what we learned, our little trip report, and let's start with this, Greg. I'm going to put you on the spot, and we've got to revisit this, because a few weeks ago, you delivered your first impression of Tron Light Cycle Run, and you were kind of meh about it. So let's enter the grid one more time, and let's talk Tron. This is going to be the last time that we talk Tron. We've talked a lot of Tron. While this was our last night of the, the trip, I want to get the final word, and I want to do this first. This is the final word from you and from me. So you have, again, let's review. You had a chance to experience Tron during the CM preview. Mm -hmm. So this was your second time riding it. And then later on in the week, you had a chance to ride it another like 13 additional times during the media event. And while you had some issues with the ride, the first go round, most of which was ride vehicle comfort and some minor discomfort because of the light cycle design, you have since developed different opinions. Am I not correct? What's your final verdict on Tron? How do you, how, how feel you according to Yoda, <clears throat> which has nothing to do with this, but uh, we will take the great words of Zeus from Tron and, and say, um, I was wrong. Uh, Mark, I was, yeah, I was extremely wrong. I, I'm going to tuck the tail between my legs and say, I was wrong. Are you going to eat? It's not meh. Yeah. It is not less than anything it is its own thing uh i'll talk about the ride itself to begin with okay so i was very lucky to ride it consistently like and i mean non-stop over and over again was able to figure out where a comfort zone is on the attraction itself once i found that uh, that comfort zone there was no more pain. There was no more hurting. There was no more pulling my back while doing this ride. But it did take me a few rides to figure out where that was. The sweet spot. There is a sweet spot, Mark, that is beautiful. See, now, I, I have to tell you, I only rode it once. And I found, like, that really comfortable, that comfortable space. And the area that you're talking about is, like, on your sternum. So in between where your stomach and your sternum meet. If you place that on the wrong spot, that there's like a little bump out, it can and will be very uncomfortable to ride. You almost have to prop yourself up, sit up and like curve your back and then come back down with your stomach almost past this point where there's the arch. And if you do that, it's fine. But I also have to say the reason that right away I found that sweet spot was because you gave me the advice because of your first ride through is, hey, listen, this might become a problem area where your stomach is if your stomach sticks out just the tiniest bit. So I knew that going in. And that's a really great tip is to make sure that you're comfortable before your launch or before you load in because you want to lay on top of the bike comfortably. I had no problems with the legs, 
There was a lot of talk about the the restraints that go over your legs. I have chicken legs. My legs are really skinny, so we had no problem. But Linda said it was not uncomfortable for her. No one in our party had any problems with it. I found the light cycle to be very, very ergonomically fun. And the experience of that position was unique. So you like you know, you just said it's nothing else. It's its own thing. It is its own thing. There is nothing like this ride at Disney. Period. There is stop. In the ride itself, once you ride it a few times, you will figure out where what each portal is, what you're going through, what the next section's going to bring. There's a point in the promo video where it shows that you actually are racing along against the orange. You're blue yeah. uh, versus orange. There's a point in the promo where it looks like you're riding right next to that, and it doesn't look like it's video. <laughs> so I found that spot. Can I be, can I be completely honest with you? <laughs> I, I don't think much of the inside section, I don't think I caught about 70% of it because yep. – I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like no chill right now. I have zero chill. I was crying. I was straight up crying. I was emotional between the music and the score and the launch and the adrenaline and the rush of that load. That launch is the, one of the most beautiful things that Disney has going on. The countdown, the lighting effect launch into outside just amazing just, it's breath it's breathtaking it literally because of the speed you do it takes your breath away but then at the same time when you go from that inside to outside transition yes stunning dude it was just it was a beautiful moment and again i have to say this you myself and bondo we are tronies we grew up and the three of us are very close in age all three of us we grew up on our living room floors watching tron the original tron ad nauseum we love this universe. We love Tron Legacy, but we love the lore of it. And there was a moment where, man, I really felt like a kid. I really felt like that seven-year-old, again, sitting in my living room, fulfilling a fantasy to enter the grid and to become a part of this digital world and this digital realm. And I did. I got really emotional. I did not think in a million years that I would have had that kind of visceral and emotional response to Tron <laughs> of all things to Tron. So here's, here's, uh, and I'm not to try and interrupt you, but to go along with that path. So we did guardians last year, right around the same time. We kind of walked away with that same reaction that it just, it's, this was more for me though. It's Disney magic, but okay? this was, so it, Right, this was we're, stronger. we're specifying exactly where it comes from, but at the end of the day, that's the magic of Disney World. That's Correct. the magic of Disney right there is two years in a row, they were able to release a huge ride, and each time you emotionally are attached to these things. Now, Tron, for you and I, is, is more you gave than me a moment, Guardians. But you gave me a moment at the end of the ride, and you could look over and you didn't say anything. You could see that I was kind of, I was crying. I was, I was audibly crying. And yeah, like, again, I have no chill. I don't care. Like, I, I don't care. No shame. I, I have no shame. It was, it was beautiful. And the one thing that Disney does really well with Light Cycle Run is the music, the Daft Punk score. It hits. They know exactly where to drop what track 
in what section of the queue or the load or the unload sitting underneath the canopy. I was reflective and we stood under that canopy for a good 15, 20 minutes after we exited. Right. And I just took it in. I just took and it in that canopy. Uh, I want to talk about next and that outdoor area is spectacular. Um, I got to talk to the lady who was the project manager for bringing over the light cycle from Shanghai over to magic kingdom. And she basically was like, well, what do you think? I was like, to be quite honest, the kinetic energy of sitting out under the dome, knowing that the dome is a brand new icon. Like we just watched an icon yes. being built. Yeah. And this is going to be the standout, amazing section that you're going to want to stand under. I agree with you. Just standing under there, you can just have moments of reflection where, again, especially for fans of Tron or people of that age group that they were five to seven to 10 years old when they first saw Tron come out in the theaters or saw it on VHS, it, it hits you. It's my new all the good spots. It's amazing. It's my new favorite spot of the park. I could literally sit there and just do nothing for hours on end. We were there at dusk. It started to get dark, so the lights really started to hit. We rode it at the very tail end of when mm -hmm. the sun was just going down. We got just a kiss of the sun during our ride, and then almost immediately after, as we were standing there, it was dark. It was so dark that... Must mark. It looks like a set of boobies. <laughs> Tron, Tron boobies. So listen, it's amazing. I got emotional over the ride. Here's the one thing. If I had to say... The only imperfection in the grid and clues clue should have fixed this because he, he was put there to design the perfect system, but clue would have made it longer because it is, I think a, a minute and 20 seconds of a ride. It's very short, very short, but it's not the shortest roller coaster. There is a, a you can go through a giant list of mega coasters in this in this country alone that are a lot shorter than Tron. But so Tron is I the want more. Thing, and yes, I we want more because of how good it is. I want more, and it just it just takes it away. Uh, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up my Tron aspect of things, and then I'll let you finish on your aspect of things. But what I want to say is, um, I think Tron, and I was telling you this off air. Tron going on, doing the media thing, going on the ride with you and with uh, Linda, Bella, Holly, Rory, we all went at once and had an amazing time. Uh, I got to ride it the next night with Holly alone. I got to ride it literally nine times in a row. Like I just kept on riding over because you're never going to get that again in this country. Or you'll, Disney World will no. never do it nine times in a row. 13 total that day. Um, two really important things stood out to me. One, I got to meet Tron himself. You did? You met uh, Alan? Yeah. I met Bruce Boxlater uh, during the Tron event and sat behind him while riding one time, and it was magical. But more importantly, when I went to Tron Legacy 3D screening yesterday, I got to meet Steve Lisberger, who was the writer, director of the original Tron. And executive, executive producer. producer yep. for Tron Legacy. But this man is the reason Tron exists. Yeah, and I was able to walk up to him yesterday and just say thank you, because Tron is my childhood. 
Tron is that movie. And you just said it so eloquently about sitting there with the clamshell VHS and just wearing out that tape over and over again. But Tron gave me, like, I knew somebody who worked in with lasers over at Princeton University. Like I knew people like this and I knew people who had computers and it opened up my imagination and, and, brought me so much joy in my whole lifetime to the point where I'm 48 now and I can still read Ready Player One and see where that came from in Tron. That's like we get the words users and to log in and the grit, like all these words we get from that one movie that we use in our daily basis. And I just had a moment where I just walked up to him and just said, thank you. And he was so appreciative and his wife was wonderful. And for me, it wrapped up, it, 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 I don't know how I'm going to get over this and move on to the next thing because it wrapped up my life so eloquently. And it's no longer meh. And that's what I love is how we, we came around or you came around on it. I was instantly sold. I don't want to ruin it for you, but there are some really cool magic moments. Like there's some reveals. Try to like stay away from the stuff on social media. Don't let the big moments be ruined by people who are putting it online. And I get it. Like they want to do it for clicks and good, good on them. But if you see something Tron related, like run in the other direction until you can see it with your own eyes. Did Magical Maddie B do anything? On I it? have no idea. So oh. I uh, listen, I, I really haven't been that present on social media. And I think I'm a lot healthier mentally because of it. I agree. Hey, but uh, I did get to meet Tron Duck. You you met Tron Duck. I met Tron Duck. I met Trufy. What was Mickey and Minnie? They were Tron also. Yeah, but but like, did they have a, did they no, have a I meeting? didn't come up with something witty oh, okay. for that. Mark, okay. I can't always be witty. <laughs> They're just a bunch of users, man. So look, it, it's, it's, it's a master stroke in Imagineering. So were you, it's oh, a game here's, changer. Here's the real question I have for you, Mark. Sure. Were you happy to come down here yes. and ride it? Yes, yes. I was. That's what matters. So that's what I want to get across to the Dislike podcast out there is you did buy your own plane ticket to come down here. You have your own annual pass. Uh, yeah. This is not an easy, quick thing. No, worth it. It was also, again, Bella's birthday. So yeah. you got to celebrate that while you're down here. But does riding Tron take all those other things away? Was riding Tron worth it to you? Tron's the best ride in the Magic Kingdom. Full stop. It is the best ride in the Magic Kingdom now. Um, Do you think it changes Magic Kingdom? It does. It ch- it it changes the face of Tomorrowland, and I mm-hmm. hope that they continue to change and alter the aesthetic around Tron because it's beautiful. I mean, we were looking at it and walking away and coming through Fantasyland and wa- and just seeing the way that it really changes the landscape of Tomorrowland, and it really gives it an energy that I think has been missing for a little while over in that area of the park, and it gives it a a newness and it just, it really reinvigorates the park. We have joked endlessly that it took forever to construct and it really did take a long time, but man, was it worth the wait? It really was worth the wait. And, uh, I cannot wait to ride it again when we come down in August, man. I just, I cannot wait. I love it. I love it so much. And, uh, this time I might not cry. 
I ride it. So. No, because I did a few times the other day, I, like nine times in a row. At one point, the, our rep who was there was like, you know, you can just leave your stuff in the locker and ride it again. I was like, I can. She's like, yes. I was like, oh, even it made it even quicker. Even better. Even better. And I think a few times where it was just, I think everything hit me all at once during one of those rides. And I just walked away and it was like, it was an emotional wreck. Yeah. If you me. don't, and if you don't love Tron, <sighs> you're going to say, wow, that was really cool. Like, cause yes, my wife, you don't have to be emotionally attached like we no. are to love this ride. Linda has no idea. She's never seen Tron Legacy or the original Tron. And she was like, that was very, very, very cool. And Bella loved it. Bella thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Like the, the motorcycle aspect of it. Bella thought that was so cool. Loved it. By so, the way. Yeah. Cin- Cindy Morgan. Not the nicest lady. Who's that? Oh, uh, Lori. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not the nicest lady. I don't, I don't know. I was like, can I get a picture? She's like, no, No. busy. (laughs) I was like, whoa, whoa. Wow. Whoa. Nice. Hey, Cindy Morgan. Guy. (laughs) (laughs) Bruce Boxleiter. All right. So we're, that's it, man. Tron is over. We're done talking about Tron. No more Tron. (laughs) All right, man. You and I had a chance to check off another Disney experience off of our Disney list. Uh, my daughter has dreamed, <laughs> dreamed of riding a horse, not a pony, dad, a horse, a real horse. So when they ask you to do that, what do you do? You go on a horse with your wife you and your daughter. You make a lot of excuses not to ride a horse. Yeah. So no, daddy's got a bum leg. His gout's acting up. Your wife, your daughter, myself, my wife and my daughter all journey to the Tricircle D Ranch and we booked a horse trail riding experience. If you are, well, I journeyed also. You did. You were our photographer, I was videographer the photographer for the day because I knew better. So, um, if you were interested in this, I'm just gonna like, hey, sp- spoiler. F- it's fifty five dollars a person. Tax isn't included in that, but that gets you an hour of trail riding. Holy crap! What a value! What I'm, a value! What that a, is probably one of the best values. At Magic, I'm sorry, at Walt Disney World. Correct, correct. I mean, you think of experiences, whether it's the lightsaber build or the droid, which are double that or more. This is a great memory. Um, In some ways, it's kind of like a core memory for our family. Do I get to walk away with the horse like you would at the droid factory? Maybe. Uh, It's an hour-long experience. Do they have, like, claimers like they do? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at the at the track where you can you can claim a horse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I Brutus. I want to buy Brutus. <laughs> but yeah, so for A2, fifty two Brute <laughs> for fifty five. Oh, oh, dude, I I did say that statement the night that night. Uh, for fifty five dollars, you're getting an hour, and it's unique. It's pure Disney. Um, really great stuff. But we had a chance again to to check this out. Um, I'm terrified of horses. By the way. Or should I say I was terrified of horses? I'm little. I'm a small man. For those small people, guy. when you meet me in person, you're like, whoa, Mark is, he's a little guy. I'm a little small. dude. I'm small. So an animal of that size and stature freaks me out a little bit because I'm, I'm tiny. And I just, I envision getting yeeted by a horse. <laughs> like, and I don't want to, I don't want to spend the rest of my life. <laughs> In a wheelchair or as a quadriplegic because I got thrown off of a horse. Like it's a legit, it's a legit fear, man. 
Um, I, by the horse. I tell, I tell the story. So we're, uh, we're on our honeymoon. The horse backs up and yep. just yeets, just you yeets off. me, right? It kicks me right off the wow. horse. Like I would, I would fly wow. off that thing. Wow. We're, uh, we're on our honeymoon. Linda and I go to St. Lucia on our honeymoon and they, you know, like it's sandals. So they have a variety of things that you can do. You can golf, you can get, you know, you can wakeboard, you can do the glass bottom boats. You can ride ATVs. You can horseback ride. Linda's like, let's go horseback riding. We're going up to the activities desk and I'm not even kidding, man. This isn't hyperbole. It's not exaggeration. Woman walks over, not walks over, gets rolled over in a freaking wheelchair. She's in a cast, <laughs> a full hard cast. And, and we overhear and she's talking about she got thrown off the horse at sandals and broke her freaking leg. And I just looked at Linda. I'm like, um, ATVs. So it's ATVs. It is right. <laughs> we were like, Nope. We changed our mind instantly. And like, I have ever since had that image of that poor woman on her honeymoon with a broken freaking leg because of, of that. So I've kind of carried that trauma with me, even though what a great dad you are yeah. getting over the fear of being yeeted by the horse. So, but Bella, it dude obsessed. So in the weeks leading up to this, like I'm talking Tron, Bella's going, I can't believe this is going to happen. My dream is coming true. I'm going to ride a real horse. And Linda's like, are you going to do this? I'm like, how do I not do this? Do you see how she's reacting? How do I chicken out of this? Dude, she turned straight into a horse girl. She really she's did. a horse girl now. Yeah. So I, again, much like I conquered my fear of roller coasters for my four-year-old at the time who wanted to go on roller coasters. Now she's 11 and I'm like, I can't let my kid, you know, see this side of me. I don't want to be that Frady cat anymore. I don't want to be that anxiety riddled guy. I want to get over my fears. I want to attack them. And uh, I did it and I did it. I climbed on that horse. They brought our horse over <laughs> Linda's Dude, horse. You were, <laughs> never mind. So Linda, because I was gonna say, what did Linda like have? Linda was, leg of a horse. So Linda was <laughs> Percy, right? Linda's horse was Percy. Mm -hmm. Bella had little Joe, and then they bring over my horse and this big ass horse. He was a big ass horse, Brutus. <laughs> Brutus. I'm like, I looked at him. I'm like, are we gonna be cool, Brutus? And he had like a he had like an omega symbol on him. I was like, he did. He had a tat. He, my horse was tatted. I, th I think he did time in prison. My Rory's horse had a the number seven he on did. the back of her horse. And I was like, ooh, I hope it's not like Brad Pitt. Yep. Yeah. What's in the box? So, Brutus. <laughs> so, Mark, what's in the box? I climb on top of Brutus and I'm just chilling. I'm chilling at the fence. And then Holly gets on her horse. And um, shout out to the lady. And look, I get it. You know, everybody wants to capture content. But this lady was shoving her camera in the face of both my horse and your wife's. And your wife's horse was not having it, dude. No. He was in very... In fact, it backed me off from taking pictures by it. It looked at me, and it just kind of was like... It gave me a wink, and I was like, that horse is going to kick my ass. Yeah, right that now. horse was like, I'm, yo... I'm getting away from this. And I backed up a he good didn't, 20 feet. Her horse didn't give you consent to be photographed or videoed. So no, that's no. what it was. So, yeah, dude, so... um consent to pet it. Yeah, I mean, and here, here's the thing. I, again, I have never, never been on a horse. I've never, I've never even come close to sitting on a horse. And they're just like, yeah, this is going to be so easy. Here, you take your reins like this. You're going to pull your reins to the right, make your horse go right. You're going to take your reins to the left, make the horse go left. 
and then you're going to pull up towards your belly button and that's going to stop the horse. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. That sounds, that sounds way too easy, but it really was. And here's Can I why. Just say, Go ahead. John Wayne, you were not getting on the horse. No. The fear in your eyes for the first could you few minutes. S- could you see it? Yeah, you could. You could smell it. Yeah. And I was like, ooh. You know what? that dogs, wow. and, dogs and bees smell fear? I learned that from Jerry yeah. Maguire. Oh. <laughs> well, I think the horse smelled fear for a minute. And then it kind of was just like, meh. Yeah. Yeah. And then just he was go. cool. Yeah. And then he was cool. Then Brutus and I became simpatico once we got onto the onto the trail. But as in I was more saying, ways than one. Yeah. So if you are like me and you're fearful of this at just your, you know, like if there's a stable around where you live and you're worried about the environment, Disney is a really great place because the horses that are there do this all day long without with very little cues. The horses know automatically what they're there to do. And they have developed so much memory in that, like the, the trainers will even tell you at this point in the trail, they know exactly where they are on the trail and they're going to want to get back to the, you know, they want to get back to the stables. So, you know, be ready to, to stop them and slow them up as we have to stop and open the gate. But with very little cues, the horses do a really good job. The only thing that you really have to do is stop them from eating because there'll be vegetation along the trail and they're, they're animals. They're going to want to eat and eat the, you know, the, the vegetation that's growing. And it's just a matter of like maybe pulling them right or pulling them left, keeping them to the center of the sand trail. It It's, you know, unpredictable because they it were is, just lulling you in yeah. like, oh, human meat. But um, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun and it was funny. So everyone, so, everyone seemed to get a kick out of the, the, the horse poop. That the horses hey, poop a lot. There's a lot of horse poop. There's a lot of horse poop. A lot of horse poop. Brutus, Brutus was relieving himself constantly. And your wife was making note. She was like, Mark, your horse takes a lot of dumps. A lot. A lot. Brutus, he had a lot of fiber, man. What can I say? I could not control healthy. Brutus. He was healthy. Like, I wish I was that regular. <laughs> <laughs> this is relax your anus. Brutus. <laughs> yeah, Brutus. Relax your news. <laughs> he was... He was pretty relaxed, man. He was pretty relaxed. At one point, I do believe Linda's horse actually popped a squat. I didn't know horses squatted. I did. I learned that as well. There's an area at the end of the trail where they stop you and they're like, yeah, the horses are just going to use the bathroom for a minute. And boy, they do. (laughs) Like, oh, boy, do they. Boy, do they. So but, I, 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 I will say, I won't go into the story I was going to tell. So I'm going to move on. Um, uh, Are you going to tell the night, the nighttime story? No. Oh, no. okay. Um, that'll that'll come next. <laughs> no, the um, the horses over there, and you're actually on the trail for about forty five minutes. I think that's what the trail ride itself was yep. about forty five minutes. I took that time while you guys were on the trail because you can't follow your guests down the trail. It's horses only. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went and went over to the big tricycle D ranch in the back, uh, past pioneer hall and everything like that. And had a great time and got to watch the horses that pull the trolleys down main street, USA. Uh, I got to see the uh, white horses that pull Cinderella's Royals, uh, Royal the carriage, uh, yeah. carriage. Yeah. So I got to see all those horses. So, uh, again, it's not just a small area in the front. You have to go in the back and see the actual tricycle D ranch itself. There's the original steam calliope that used to go down main street. It's a beautiful, you don't have to spend extra money to go there, but if you're there doing this, 
take the time to go in the back and see this because if you're not a writer, because I wanted to, I wanted to be the filmographer on some of this and take some pictures for everybody and they don't have photo pass there. Yeah. You so had some concerns I about your back. Minutes. Well, listen, yeah. I want to talk about this too, because it's important to know you had some concerns about your back. You didn't, you know, you, you sometimes, again, it's, it is an animal and you wanted to make sure that you were comfortable, that you weren't going to hurt your back or have any issues with your back or be in traction because of, of this. So you were like content. You said, Hey guys, I'm going to film. I will live vicariously through all of you. And, uh, we had a good time. I will do this again. I did not know that this was going to be this fun. I think I, and this is just Mark 101. I think this was just who I was in my life at one point. I would always allow like my fears or my assumptions about something allow me to make a more misinformed decision about like, Oh, that must be awful. And it wasn't, it was so much fun. It's one of the best values that I think we've gotten in terms of an experience at Disney. It was unique. It had Disney magic. Disney does a really good job. You always feel safe. You always feel secure. The team of riders that were there and the cast members were just so wonderful in teaching you, keeping you calm and, you know, really like talking you through. There were a few points on the trail where they would pull up next to every single rider and engage them, ask them questions about how are you feeling about the ride? Do you have any questions? They did such a great job of teaching you and really, you know, just giving you an appreciation for these beautiful animals. And I, I did, man. I left with a deeper appreciation. And we're going to ride again. Mark will ride again. Hi-ho, Brutus! <laughs> and away! Okay, and now, and now a funny story. <laughs> Despite this, I will ride again. But we wake up, I or I wake up at 2 a.m. <laughs> there are parts of my body that I haven't even noticed, like, in, I don't know, ever. That I'm like, why does that hurt? Why does that muscle hurt? Mm. And it was this inner thigh area that's, like, up in the regions beyond <laughs> that was sore and it's like there's oh, yeah. a selling point mark there there was some saddle soreness that i guess however i sat or i rode um it, listen it was good with a little uh it was good with a little ibuprofen man it was totally worth it so we we've conquered uh, a lot of your fears you have conquered a lot of your fears over the last few years i think uh, you're gonna skydive you've been very yep. vocal about uh going through this yeah uh mark do we have a fear of golfing What's our next fear to get over? Come on, let's do something. I just said. Oh, I'm scared of going down a water slide. No, I just said. I think I'm going to skydive. I just said it. I think I'm going to. Yeah, I know. That sounds freaking Why crazy. Why can't we do something simple, Mark? I, listen, I have, I have overcome some pretty big mountains in my life. And I was thinking of this. I was driving on 84. I was looking at the mountains. It was a beautiful day. I was not listening to Tim McGraw. But I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you know what, man? Like, you have... I it was patting myself on the back going like, you've really tackled some pretty big fears in your life. Maybe, do you think you want to jump I out of a plane? how you talk to yourself. Yeah. And I was like, do you think you want to jump out of a plane, Mark? And like inner Mark was like, I think I could do it. I think I could do it. I would be scared to do it, but I think I could do it. I might jump out of a plane, man. That's great. What's your next Disney fear? Come on, let's make it easy. Well, my golf, I'm not afraid to golf, but I will tell you that my golf game is horrible. 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 Let's golf. Let's so, do something simple, man. Just something fun. Could Just we, some- <laughs> could we go into like, could we do, who are the guys, the swamp, 
Swamp Raiders is like, there's a tree shaker. There's a tree shaker. Let's go. Let's go crocking. Should we go crocking? <gasps> let's go on a uh, airboat. I would do that. Uh, you want to go on the like airboat, man? <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, there you go. There's our, we, when you wait. come down, we are airboating in Gatorland. Only if we play the air wolf theme. I know it's a, a helicopter, but I will airboat if I can play the air wolf theme. That I'll do it, but we got to have Airwolf pumping. I'm there, man. I am 100 there. All right, we have one wrestle gators too. Mark, listen, two thumbs way up on Tricircle D Ranch. Fifty five dollars, amazing. You got to do it. You just you have to do it. And couldn't agree more. Something else that let's finish up our trip report with this. Something that we've never done. I have done breakfast at Topolino's. It is my favorite breakfast. You've never had dinner at Topolino's. We never had dinner at Topolino's. Now we have both had dinner at Topolino's and we need to talk about Topolino's dinner with a view. Uh, what view would that be, Greg? Uh, did you know, Mark, <laughs> that high atop the Riviera Resort sits Topolino's restaurant, which gives you a view 360 view of, of all the hotel rooms around you. And if you are seated at the window, you can see directly into other people's rooms. Now, not in a creepy people, way. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Look, it's not your, you're going to look outside and be like, oh, there's a one bedroom room right there. Oh, the windows are wide open. Oh, there's a rather well-endowed man walking by that window. There's a naked guy. There was a <laughs> naked gentleman that <laughs> I'm going to point so... out first. Linda, Linda made saw. sure the whole table knew <laughs> and was like, oh, my God, Greg, look, 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 look. I was like, what am I looking? Oh, it was, dude, it was like friends. It was like friends where they're looking out the window and the neighbor that was naked all the time. It's naked guy. We we legit and we're not making this up. My wife is looking, we're sitting there at dinner and she goes, Oh my God, there's a naked guy at the window. And it's look, it's one thing to be naked in your room, but it's another thing to stand with the lights on at night in full at the window, like at the window. Was a windshield wiper. It was very <laughs> awkward. And then our waiter came over and was like, you know, how, how, how's everything going? We're like, you know, the views are really great. And we had to let her know. And she was like, Oh, 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 should I go tell somebody? Should I tell someone? We're like, no, no let him be him. Yeah, he obviously knows what he's doing. Let naked guy be naked guy. But just as a public service announcement, don't be naked guy. Because there's people that are eating their dinner and nobody wants to see that. If I Not wanted to see that. everyone is going to be immature like we are. Dude, if I wanted to see that, I'm, I'm going to Andy's Roundup Barbecue because there's a sausage in my boot. <laughs> <laughs> As far as Topolino's goes, I just want fine Italian dining. I don't want a sausage in my boot at Topolino's. Wow. There we uh, Wow. All right. So uh, this is this will get us canceled if I go any more on this. And yeah, it's like, let's, nah, let's talk about the food. Let's just talk about the food. The food. All right. So the food? Yeah, all right. Uh, so let's talk about the starter. It was so good. We actually ordered two. We didn't want to share. Um, everybody no, was like, <laughs> Yeah, everybody was like, we're going to get the... So we started off, we got the gnocchi, braised lamb shoulder, mushroom, red wine, au jus, and carrot. Mm. We looked at each other and we're like, do you think we can share this without killing each other? And we're like, no, let's let's just order two. 
You and your wife split one. Linda and I split the other. And I just want everybody to know, um, I've been forewarned by Linda about how Mark eats at certain restaurants. And uh, I was behaved. Come on. Mark will take over all the food. Mark, you don't share with Linda too well, apparently. I was behaved. Um, She warned us that you don't share well during dinner. And I don't blame you because... This is really, really good food. So that would be my my hot tip for anyone who who wants to go to Topolino's. Please get the gnocchi, braised lamb shoulder, mushroom, and red wine. This is probably, I think, my favorite appetizer of all time at Disney, and that's that's high praise because I've I've had a lot of great food at Disney. Disney dining does such a great job with with all of their restaurants. And I don't know if I've had a starter that I just, I didn't want anything else. I was like, can you bring six more plates of that? Just that. Yeah. And the, what they put in an appetizer is unfair for the rest of the meal, because you would think that that is a meal unto itself. It really was. Um, the way that the lamb was cooked, it was so tender. It was so flavorful, flavorful, the mushrooms and that red wine au jus, it was just, it, it just hit, man. It was not a heavy sauce. The gnocchi was just cooked absolutely perfectly. I mean, this, I, I, I am dreaming about this. Since we have left Topolino's, I, my mouth is watering right now thinking about it in my head. This starter was that good. And I could have ordered at least three more of them and just ate that and been very satisfied with my care. But we, we didn't. We did get we got some nice diversity though at the table. Right? Oh, at the table, because I was thinking about the guy in the window again. <laughs> There's a sausage in my boot. Just uh, the tip. So the girls got the steak uh on the recommendation of Alicia Haig. Alicia told us it's the best steak on property, even better than La Celliere. Mm-hmm. And she was one hundred percent right, but the filet mignon was cooked perfectly. Linda got that, but she gave me the opportunity to try it. We shared a little bit. I gave her some of my pasta, but it has, um, it's like over a potato. What, what was it? Like it was layered potatoes, right? So they sliced them. Scalloped. Yeah. So they sliced them razor thin and then stacked Mm -hmm. them. And it was almost like it was a twice baked, but it was like deep fried. These things had a crazy crunch on them. And it was just, man, it was so good. And texturally, it balanced the, the the tender steak so well. But you had like this little potato crisp. The the steak itself had this Bordelais sauce that you just wanted to take a bath in. And then it had broccolini on the side, which neither one of the girls wound up eating. But I like broccolini, carrots, and then like it had this shallot vinaigrette. The dish was perfect. The plating was beautiful. The colors on the plate were great. And I'm going to tell you this right now, man. Alicia Haig was right. I mean, this this filet mignon dunked on La Cellier, like straight I up. have to say also, not only was that amazing, but it was really cool because everybody was sharing and passing around everybody's dish to make sure that everybody – because we all thought we, we got did. the best thing on the menu. And we were like, no, you have to try this. No, you have – so we got a taste of everybody's dish that w- uh, came out. Well, you gave me a bite of yours, but I, I want to ask you, you're more of a veal connoisseur than I. And I don't eat veal. I just – I don't. Traditionally, I don't know why. But you gave me a bite of it, and holy cow, man, it was good. 
Is it the baby cow aspect of things? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's I think okay. that's, that, no. that factors into it. Yeah. And that's, that's a total rational explanation. I love veal. So my fascination with veal is how tender and young it tastes. No, I, I'm just being why'd a wise guy. It's so creepy. Yeah. It's, why'd, why'd you it's have to a say little, it's... little creepy. Um, Hello, no, little girl. It... What's your rush? You were, you went full on wolf from into the I woods did. for about 30 I, seconds. I will swallow that down hole. Um, and then have somebody cut it out of my stomach, just like the wolf. It's good. So, uh, with my dental history, I can't sit there and chew steak constantly. Um, the veal chop was the perfect. Um, I was able to eat it without any mouth issues. It tasted phenomenal. It does have a a more um, beef flavor, I want to say, yeah. compared to just a steak where once you sear the steak, you get most of the flavoring around it. This, you got the flavor of the actual uh, beef. Hey. And it was really, really well done. The, the question for you. Yeah, yeah, so question for you. This, this, they called it Sicilian Salsa Verde. What was that, so to speak? Like, so what were the flavors like on that? Wow. The green um, stuff. <laughs> so that was more of a pesto? It is looked the, like I was just gonna it say, was pesto. it a pesto? It looked like pesto. It was, and it had a it had a pesto flavor with maybe a a, a little hint of heat. Okay, like I don't remember ever having a pesto that had some heat behind it, but this one really did, and you could tell that it was made with like real olive oil, not some fake olive oil that you pour in there. It tasted phenomenal with the veal. Yes, I like it. Um, so and, did I. I ate the whole thing. So I wound up going the non-meat route. I got a rigatoni. Um, it did have braised chicken with like a red wine reduction. And the, the pasta dish had broccolini, those amazing wild mushrooms. Dude, they put those wild mushrooms in a lot of their dishes, and they're so good. They also have them on breakfast on the steak for breakfast. But it had a pancetta and then this black truffle that just pulled it together. Man, this is... So I have two of my favorite pasta dishes. One is at El Encompass. They have that, uh, the forfale over there. And it's like an Alfredo sauce, but it's not as heavy as an Alfredo. And they can get, you can get it with chicken or shrimp and it's got tomatoes and broccolini in it. That was my favorite pasta dish at Disney. But I think this rigatoni is my new favorite pasta dish. Can I, can I just give you some credit real quick, Mark? I really have an issue with Ina Gartner, um, the, the, the chef, because when she talks about Italian dishes, being Italian, she will literally sit there and just be like, well, Mark, I'm going to go off to and start cooking the pasta and I'm going to make a spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) And it annoys the heck out of me to no end. But I was listening to you speak so nice about the Italian food. And you were just like, yeah, it's it's pompons, it's baby turnip, Sicilian salsa verde. You got it's rigatoni. You're like, first off, Greg, I had the rigatoni. <laughs> I'm just happy that you don't why, do that. <laughs> why do I turn into Mario Kart when I'm talking about Italian food? I don't food? know. I don't know. It's me. But, I'm around up at the Tomorrowland Terrace. The only thing that I will preface this with is, so the service was top-notch. This was white glove treatment. The ambiance of the restaurant is just so beautiful. The, the manager came over to make sure that all of us were happy. Um, again, we had, a, we had a view that was uh, unlike anything else that we've ever seen. 
but it was the it was a perfect meal. The one thing that I will meal. say is this def, this is definitely like uh, it, it is a more expensive meal on property. Uh, I want to say on average, you know, your entrees are going to run you anywhere from forty five to fifty two dollars for the plate. Um, but is it worth the price? Absolutely. Uh, we were full. Uh, they bring bread and oil over to the table. We wound up getting, you got some after dinner drinks. Um, Holly and I had to rush back to get the car because <laughs> we realized that we were, we sat for so long, just really taking our time and enjoying the meal. We, we were moving at such a, a leisurely pace and a wonderful pace. The parks closed <laughs> and we couldn't get the car. We couldn't get back to the car at Epcot. So we took an Uber back to the car and then we picked you guys up at the Riviera. So can I just uh, perfect I night, man. Two was- other things. One is they do have an outside terrace at firework time that they you do. can sit out there and watch the fireworks harmonious or Epcot forever, whatever's going on at Epcot. So you can do a uh, reservation at nighttime and watch the fireworks. You can also watch the fireworks from the front of the Riviera while you wait for your Uber to get back to you, mm-hmm. which I had a great time again with uh, Rory, Bella and Linda. Uh, the four of us went downstairs and we watched the fireworks from the front. Hey, do you think naked guy wound up watching fireworks from his room? Uh, he did get dressed eventually. Linda and I were, um, were keeping an eye. That's on weird. Now that's weird. Um, <laughs> she, she kept on kicking me on the table and she was like, I'm going to hold the menu up over my face. Like, so I, people stop thinking I'm staring at naked guy. Yeah. That was, weird. I was like, ah, stare away. She couldn't help. She could just like, she couldn't avert her eyes anymore. She's like, <laughs> I am now drawn to this room. She's like, man, that room's really far away. And he, is well endowed. Good job. Good sir. Job. Bravo. Bravo, <laughs> sir. I can I can glance. I'm next to my husband, but I'm allowed to look because I'm a grown person. It's like when Harry met Sally. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> it's exactly. Listen, man. He did get was... dressed. His wife was with him. They disappeared for a minute. They came back. He was dressed and it was it, we moved on. Crazy. Can I just say though, there is a part where you think the window is. So I went to go look out the window and um, didn't realize it was offset from where the wall was. So I almost fell out the window. You almost fell out like, the window. Oh, man. And I said that. Uh, Linda's like, do you want to sit here? And I'm like, no, because I don't want to have that. Exactly what happened to you. I did not want to have happen to me. Yeah, I got that vertigo moment. I was like, ooh. You did. It was a great weekend. And again, we I can always- use my Amanda. Stop me from falling. Yeah, we always like try to find stuff to do. So trunk. it was it was a weekend that we we had some new stuff that we checked off. And of course, like I said earlier, it's always fun when our families can get together and live our best Disney lives together, man. So I stuff. we are very blessed and lucky, Mark, that our families get along really well. Yes. And uh, we can we can have some especially hilarious times together and some meaningful times together. All right, man. We gotta keep it moving. We've got we've got other stuff to do. I have been told we have another game. Oh, Mark, <laughs> before we move on, I want you to know that I again have spun the randomizer. I, I hope everyone. Do we we should need a sound effect like boop, boop, a boop, randomizer boop, boop, boop. is just is being spun means I just put things in my head and whatever comes out comes out. So he does have he Mark, does have a prize wheel in his brain. It's, we do need an actual wheel. Yeah, and music. 
I digress. Today, Mark, we are playing Mickey March Madness. D23 is doing the bracket challenge of Mickey's throughout the decade. Well, today, Mark, I am putting you on the hot seat. Rules are simple. You get 10 seconds to pick a Mickey Mouse. Whichever one wins goes to the next round. In the second round uh, of eight, you get 15 seconds. In the round three of the final four, Mickey, you, uh, Mickey's, you can have 20 seconds. And in the championship round, you get one minute. Mark, are you ready for Mickey Mouse Madness? <laughs> yes, this sounds amazing. All right. Okay, we're going to start off just like D23 and their March Hair Madness. I don't know why they say March Hair Madness, but here we go. We're going to start off and we're going to go quick because we don't have a lot of time. All right. So, Steamboat Mickey or Band Concert Mickey? Uh, Steamboat Willie, 100%. Okay. Uh, Mickey Mouse Club Mickey or Mickey Mouse Clubhouse Mickey? Uh, Mickey Mouse Club. I I'm sucker for the classics. Okay. Hot dog. Uh, we, hot dog. Uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol, Mickey, or The Prince and the Pauper, Mickey? Oh, that's so hard. Oh, they're both so good. Oh, 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 Band-Aid. Uh, Prince and the Pauper. Oh, wow. I, I know. Pauper, Mickey. Yes. Oh, that's an upset right there. You have Kingdom Hearts, Mickey, versus Emoji, Mickey. Emoji, Mickey. Oh, yes. you bastard. Yes. Yes. All right, moving on to the other uh, bracket. We have Sorcerer's Apprentice Mickey, Mickey, and the Beanstalk Mickey. Oh, my gosh. Two, two more of my favorites. Uh, Sorcerer Mickey. He's iconic. Okay. We have Disco Mickey Mouse versus Mouser Size Mickey. <laughs> I Mouser Sized. I did. Come on, everybody, and Mouser Size. Biggie Mouse size. I'm going with Mouse size, man. Yeah. It, it brought me I, I'll joy. I'll tell a story about that in a second. Mickey Pretzel versus Mickey Ice Cream Bar. Uh, Mickey Ice Cream Bar. Pretzels are gross. Okay. And finally, of the main first round, Runaway Railway Mickey versus Pixar Pal Around Mickey. Uh, Pixar Pal Around Mickey. Okay. That. The, so yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of the new animation style. While I tally up the next round okay um did you know the first and i'm not kidding again the first lps or albums if you will that my parents ever gave to me was during christmas mark those two albums were mickey mouse disco and judas priest screaming for vengeance they're they're, they're essentially the same album they're the same same thing <laughs> All right, here we go. Round two, you get 15 seconds to debate these. You have Steamboat Willie Mickey versus Mickey Mouse Club Mickey. Steamboat Willie again. Steamboat moves on to the round of eight. Okay, we have Prince and the Pauper Mickey versus Emoji Mickey. Prince and the Pauper Mickey. Okay. Sorry, Emoji. I do love you, but... That's go. all right. And then finally, we have uh, two more. We have Sorcerer's Apprentice Mickey versus Mouser Size Mickey. This is hard. This is harder for me. And everyone's going to be like, dude, this isn't, this really isn't a thing. Like, Sorcerer Mickey is going to win and he's going to win. But I was one of those kids that woke up every day to Mouser Size. And I'm not kidding you. I, when Bella, when Bella was little, we used to put on YouTube, we used to put the Mouser Size intro on just because I love that song so much. I, wow. But uh, Sorcerer Mickey. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. Sorcerer it is. I love and then Ice Cream Mickey Bar versus Runo. I'm sorry, versus Pixar Pal Around Mickey. Uh, I'm going to go with the Ice Cream Bar. Okay. It's iconic. All right. It's big. And here we go with the final four mark, if I'm allowed to use that, with the, 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 the yeah, I don't know what legal terms we're allowed to use, so we're just <laughs> going with it. Uh, here you go. Steamboat Mickey versus Prince and the Pauper Mickey. Steamboat Willie. Steamboat yep. Willie. We're okay. going to have two icons in the final, man. It's going right. to, you know what's happening. Sorcerer's Apprentice Mickey yes. versus Ice Cream Mickey. It's it's going to be, at the end of the day, it's going to be Sorcerer's Apprentice versus Steamboat Willie. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at our championship round. Mark has worked his way from the 16 different Mickey Mouses down to two. There's only two Mickey Mouse remaining. Who will come out on top, Mark? It's up to you as we go into our championship round. I'm running out of breath. <sighs> okay, I'm good. It's like I was at high altitude for a second. <laughs> I got to come down off of whatever it is I'm on. Uh, Mark, in the final championship round of this, you have Steamboat Willie Mickey versus Sorcerer's Apprentice Mickey. Your time starts now. So these are the two icons. When people think about Mickey throughout the decades, these are the two icons. Arguably, Steamboat Willie was the mouse that started it all. It is still used in front of all of Walt Disney Animation. Everyone whistles along with him. But Fantasia gave us a Mickey that we didn't know that we deserved. The Sorcerer's Apprentice is a masterpiece. And it is an icon of the parks as well. Uh, that you think of Sorcerer Mickey uh, with Fantasmic, the meet and greet. That sorcerer hat has become an icon unto itself. This is so hard, and I could probably be swayed in either direction. Depends on the day. But today, on this day, without any further thought and trying to minimize any and all regret that I have, it's Steamboat Willie for me today, man, because it's the mouse that started it all. But... You and I both know how much we both love Fantasia. I know. Oh, oh, you gutted me. I'm sorry. You gutted me. I I bet on the wrong horse. I'm sorry, man. I I literally bet on the wrong horse there. Mark, I just lost all my life savings. I'm sorry, man. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll, um. We'll, we'll forgive you. Wow. Anyway, that, my friends, was the randomizer <laughs> this week. Thank you, Mark, for playing as Steamboat Willie comes out as the Mark Valentine, Diz Life Mark's number one Mickey Mouse. He won March Madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's wrap up the show with Disney's College of Knowledge. This is where we challenge our listeners to see what they know about the Walt Disney Company. And it's theme parks. Ooh, yeah. You can message your answers to this week's trivia question to at Dislife Podcast on Instagram. That's how, life. that's how you play. It's got to be on Instagram. Brother. <laughs> Will you let me do this? <laughs> that's where it's got to be. And we're going to choose a winner from among the correct answers and send along a prize package from all of us I here. Cup of coffee. At Chip and Company Podcast Network. Last week, we asked what Disney park does not have a version of Space Mountain. Congratulations to our winner, Fabio Lamberti, 
Fabio, you won a prize package from the team here at Chip and Company Podcast Network. You knew that it was Shanghai. Well done, my friend. Uh, you can follow Fabio on Instagram at Fabio underscore Vincent 720. And he's on Instagram. Thank you, everyone, for playing. Keep playing. We love this stuff. Uh, but Greg, hit us up with this week's College of Knowledge trivia question. Mark, our family had a chance to experience the g- experience to oh, the, Mark, <laughs> our family had a chance to experience to join the. It, see, it says it, it weirdly. It does. It does. It's bad. It's bad copy, uh, Greg. Thanks for pointing that out. You could have just you could have just rolled with it, Mark. Our family had a chance to experience to join the country bears and their jamboree had one more time. Had to keep. We always seem to find our way to the jamboree. Like so many other attractions, the country bears once had a sponsor. What soft drink company once sponsored this attraction? Let us know your answer in a direct message to us at Dislike Podcast on Instagram. If you get the answer correct, you are entered to win the prize pack from our team here at Chip and Company. <laughs> and again, tell us what soft drink company once sponsored the Country Bear Jamboree, and you can win a prize package from us here at Chip I and Company. I just said that. You did, but I just wanted to reiterate it. You know what? Like that, that was that was your comeuppance from uh, you messing with my copy. So it's all good. I didn't mess with your copy. Maybe Magical Maddie, Maddie B was writing. It's it. possible, but that's going to do it for another episode of Dis Life Podcast. As always, Greg and I want to say thank you for living your best Disney lives with us here every single week. And don't forget to join us this week for more incredible Disney news and content here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. And as always, Greg, we hope the rest of the week is filled with faith, trust, and pixie dust. Bye, everybody. Diz Life Podcast is brought to you by the Happiness is Addictive Collection. Happiness is Addictive is passionate about spreading laughter and creating smiles worldwide. They love bringing their global community together through optimism, cheer, hopefulness, merriment, and celebrating life's magical moments. They know how important it is to celebrate life's adventures, and their apparel will give you everlasting, one-of-a-kind memories through pixie-dusted family photos, compliments from park guests, and magical moments with cast members. They pride themselves on high-quality, custom-made apparel at competitive prices with world-class service. Let them help you create a lifetime of memories, whether you're Disney bounding, kicking it poolside, participating in run Disney marathons, having costumed adventures, or just living your best Disney life. You can find their Happiness is Addictive shop on Etsy. You can also find them on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Pinterest. They are proud to be featured in Indie Central Florida, the Thoughtful Gift Club, and now here on Diz Life Podcast. Their collection was founded by a 15-year former cast member who knows how to enhance your magical moments for a lifetime of memories with your family. Don't forget to use promo code DISLIFE15 to take an extra 15% off. What are you waiting for? Head over to Etsy and start getting happy today. Follow the link in our show notes and you'll find out for yourself that happiness is addictive.